Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. Last time, we started the discussion on when civil disobedience is appropriate and when it, when it's condoned by Scripture. Right. And we're, we're kind of digging in. We haven't gotten to the conclusion yet as to when it is and when it isn't. We're just kind of throwing things back and forth. And uh, Lee, you've got something to say about this. So where we left off last time is really have, I'll say God's word being the coin, you've got two sides of the same coin. We've got the idea where, and not just an idea, but truth in God's word, because every word that's in there is true. Absolutely. Um, you've got Romans 13, you've got, um, you've got 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, Titus chapter 3, all of these passages, and there's more that say you need to obey those that God has placed and rule and authority over you as ministers for him for your good. Mm -hmm. And then you've got, you've got so many examples, a lot in the Old Testament, we didn't even when we were crossing back and forth earlier last time, it wasn't that it wasn't just in the Old Testament. Although there's a lot there, we have got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We've got Daniel. We've got the midwives. Um, several times in, in in the Old Testament, we've also got portions in the New Testament where the disciples were told, "You're not to preach Jesus Christ." Yeah, in Acts chapter four and five. Yep, exactly. Um, and they're like, "Well, what are we going to do?" We is it better to you have to judge whether it's better to obey you or to obey God. We can't help but preach the things that we saw, right? And so they openly disobey, and God blesses them for that too. So you've got, like I said, two sides of the same point here, and we have to break it down. Okay, so what does that mean to us? How do we flesh that out? Well, and that that reply by Peter is kind of the key, isn't it? Right. Should we obey you or should we obey God? Right. And did God ever tell us we need to march on Lansing and go take it over? Did God tell us that we are to be disobedient to our civil authority other than specific circumstances? Not for anything other than specific circumstances. And what would those specific circumstances be, in your opinion? Uh, well, or in, I, the, in your yeah. seeing of the Bible. Let me put yeah, it that so way. That's a clarify that one. As I've, as I've been studying through this, I mean, we have to, we, we agree and we have to come down on the fact that God is absolute authority over everything. Yeah. And it's always been that way and will always be that way. His, his word and rule is final. Yes. Um, now, when we go through and look at the scripture, the only times I see disobedience being blessed is when it was something that was against God's word. Okay. God's word says don't murder. Sure. So when the midwives were commanded to murder, and they didn't, right. and then they were blessed. When God's word says... God is pro-life. Yes, absolutely. That's for another discussion. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of these other discussions. Yes, we are. I'm looking forward to it. Um, when God's word says, you are not to worship idols, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand up, like, literally standing up against Nebuchadnezzar, who said, you will yeah, bow they were down. the only ones standing up. Right. Like a sore thumb. Oh, absolutely. When they were commanded to worship the idol, and they didn't, they were blessed. When the apostle, when the when the disciples were commanded not to preach the gospel, which we we believers were commanded to do, they were cared for and blessed when they didn't obey the authority. So, where I come down on it biblically is it's okay. That, or excuse me, let me re let me reword that one. We need to obey our authorities, the ones that God has placed in authority over us, or as ministers for Him for our good both to punish the wicked and to bless the, the, the good when 
We are to obey them up until the point where they command us to disobey God's word. So if God's word says, don't murder, and they tell us to murder, and they force us to abort children or genocide or whatever, then we have the responsibility. That's my opinion. We have the right and need to disobey that order because it goes against God, who is the authority over our authority. Sure. To follow him instead of the people. This, this kind of goes back to the courts after World War II when um, they were trying some of the war crimes mm-hmm. for the German generals and such. Nuremberg. Yes. Yep. yep. And they they said that the judge said to them, because their their argument was, well, we were following orders. Right. And the judge said to them, well, there are higher orders right. than, than those. Yes, absolutely. Referring in to orders from God. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I think even in our, our military now, if, if a general or a you know, commanding officer tells the people underneath them to do something that is against our, you know, the rules of engagement or whatever the rules are at the time, right? it is their responsibility to not follow that. Because I think our, our military is set the same way with that. Um, okay, let me go down that road. Sure. So what if our governor puts out an executive order sure. that is unconstitutional? As... I know, I kind of baited you on that You one. did, and I, I didn't really think down that line as we were preparing for this. But I, I want to say, as Americans, we then should question the constitutionality of it. You know, not just all outright, so this would be more of my opinion, but not to outright Let me let you militia. off the hook on that. Thank you. We have methods and channels in our country yes, for dealing with those that. sorts of things. Not to... Anarchy is not one of them. I was trying to very gingerly put that because I know there's a lot of people that, well, are literally storming Lansing. And, and that's... Today, while we're recording that, there is a protest going on in Lansing. Right. And honestly, I probably question the constitutionality of some of the orders that we've been given as well. Absolutely. But they're the orders we've been given. So that brings us back to something you started in on last, last session. I held you back till sure. now. What about a government, which isn't even like our government here that is, that is, you know, maybe doing something against our own laws or something like that, that we have, we have ways to deal with that. That's why, you know, different governors and such around the country are being sued and yeah. you know, there's lawsuits and all that. Stuff. That's, that's how we deal with it. Right, exactly. But what about a government that's tyrannical? What about one that is completely persecuting Christians, killing them? Do we obey the government, and how far do we obey the government? Well, what I I was starting to in last time is the question that I get is how can God use or put a tyrannical government in place? Did God put that dictator? where they are. You know, we look at um, Pharaoh back in the Old Testament. Pharaoh, it, it can... The same guy who said, murder all your babies in the night. Well, the, same your, leadership, your male. the same leadership position. It was different. I'm going to talk about two different generations. So two different okay, sorry. Pharaohs. But it, it could be argued that God didn't put that Pharaoh in place. 
over the over the um, the nation of Israel. But if you think about it and you go back, it, God brought the nation of Israel into Egypt, into Goshen, where they where they were allowed to be under that Pharaoh, and okay. then brought the next Pharaoh in. So God literally put Pharaoh over the the, um, the nation of Israel that led to the Exodus and everything else that followed. So I, I can't argue against... Well, and God literally said, I put you here right. so that I can show my power and glory. Yes. So when we take... And I, know, I know that's Old Testament. I know that... But we also know God doesn't time, change. Right. I, have, I want to just, just lay it all out there and say, okay, yeah, that stuff happened before, but still God is the same, and you're right. So yes, I believe that God has put those dictators in place. And so I would say it follows, again, the same rules, whether you're in America or you're in another another country where you have a dictator that's, that's ruling over you, um, you still have, as a believer, have a responsibility to follow those those rules until they tell you you cannot preach the gospel. You cannot worship God. You have to murder those babies. You have to do these things. Because if, if they were to say, well, we don't, we don't accept, we don't accept Christianity. They didn't tell you you can't worship God. They just said we don't accept it. So where's the difference? If they say you cannot have a Christian church here, you cannot preach the gospel, well, then that's the difference. So if the government tells me you cannot worship God, you cannot worship Jehovah God, right. you cannot worship the God of the Bible right. that, that we believe, does that give me the right to disobey all the authority of the government, any anything they say, and just completely disregard the government? No. I don't believe so. What about a government that goes so extreme that they kill Christians? So are we talking about, I mean, all the way down to speed limits and, I mean, everything, everything? Whatever I see. No. What about a government that, and, and a leader that goes so extreme that he has Christians hanged on poles and lit on fire. I know you're going now. Okay. <laughs> in order to light his parties and blames the burning of Rome yep, on the you. Christian. I, I yeah, took Nero. Me, yeah, it took Nero. me a minute to get there. I'm like, okay, now I know we're, we're talking about Nero. Uh, no. Paul, Paul is a very clear example of that. He did not just do whatever he wanted. He. he he disobeyed those certain things. Here's the kicker in my mind. That's exactly who was the emperor when Paul wrote Romans 13. I believe it was Nero. It is. It yeah. is. It, he's the one who was emperor when Paul wrote the very words, let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there's no authority except from God. While he's in prison. While he's and being. And while Nero is, is ravaging the, the Roman Empire yep. for Christians. And he says in verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good, or to good conduct, but to bad. And obviously Nero didn't care whether you were doing good or bad. Right. And exactly. He was a terror to good. Yep. Um, and then the, the real thing that gets to me, I, I love the, uh, the passage in, in uh, First Peter. That you referred to before. And so we think, oh, you know, this is different than when Paul was in, in, in writing Romans. This is different than 
when Peter was writing 1 Peter 2, and Peter's whole argument in 1 Peter 2, you know, we like to start in verse 13, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Right. And then he tells us, you know, what, what ones, for this is the will of God, verse 15, that by doing good you should, be put to, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. So there, there you go right yep. there. You've got your freedom in Christ, but that shouldn't be a cover-up for you know, doing 85 miles an hour down US-131. Right. Because that's not the speed limit. No. Um, and, but living as servants of God. And then he says that even servants should be subject to their master, not only to the good ones in verse 18, and gentle, but also to the unjust. And then he comes down, for this is a gracious thing when mindful of God, one endures sorrow while suffering unjustly. He gives his, his thought process there. Right. And then he says, you know, it's, it's better to be punished for doing what's right. My last statement on my notes. That's your last <laughs> statement on your notes? Well, well that, I, that's I, really where I was going when I was when I was preparing and studying through this. Yeah, um, because I was, I was spending some time uh, on this topic with our congregation last, well, last night or the other night, I should say. Um, and we have to come down with is it better to be wrong for the sake of Christ than to have our way and what we want? And Lord, well, let's go on that. For the sake of Christ, what did he do? Was he wronged by the government? Grossly. Yes. I mean, there were times when he stood up against authority, clearly against the Pharisees, Sadducees, chief priests, and such. There's no question that he right. stood up against the evil things that, yes. where they were trying, you know, blind guides trying to keep other people from, from salvation. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we've already talked about that's okay. Yep. But then when we see him before Pilate, and Pilate says, I have the authority to Absolutely. either let you go or have you be crucified. And Jesus, that wonderful statement, he says, you don't unless it was given to you by God. Yes, exactly. Acknowledging that his authority to put him on the cross was God-given. Right, exactly. And he submitted to it. I mean, that, that song, he could have called 10,000 angels. He absolutely could have. Right. He didn't we have we to would be in a world stuff. of hurt right now. Yes. Because we would be... Condemned in our sin. Right. And then I'm coming to Philippians chapter 2. Okay. Verse 3, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself, even the government. And when, when you take a look here, verse 4, let each of you not look, uh, look not only on his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death. He is our ultimate example. Yeah. He even submitted to death. Which, which, folks, this kind of death, which is... A, topic for another day was <laughs> excruciating it, it was humiliating it was brutal it was brutal 
the, the Romans were experts at yes. torture. Yes. They, they really were experts at torture. Absolutely. And it, it, it can go to that extent. There were so many things. I mean, you, you look at the, the mock trials. I mean, everything that had happened in the last what, week or two of Christ's life was just totally wrong, wronging him. Yeah, and totally wrong in all sorts of ways. I was just reading in my devotions the other day. It, it came after Easter, which was kind of weird. But <laughs> right. um, they just in passing, it says, you know, after the preparation day, the chief priests went to Pilate and said, you know, hey, make the make the, the tomb secure because of they said he'll rise on Thursday. Right. After the preparation day, what day was that? The Sabbath. That was the Sabbath day. They broke their own Sabbath. The very really? rules that they were telling people to go to Pilate. Right. And then, okay. and then it says, well, you know, if they were to Sabbath, in the passage, they walk. it says, in the next day, they met at the tomb. The tomb, the stone was rolled away and everything. Sure. So this is the Sabbath. They're breaking their own wrong. Right. Uh, unless it was within a Sabbath mile, where they were allowed to walk a certain distance. But they then still was, couldn't go to the Roman government. That's true. There was, there, and they would have been working, too. So that breaks that law as well. Um, you know, as I've as been talking a lot with my wife about these kind of things and what we're seeing, and a lot, a lot of comments on Facebook and protests. So much. Yeah, I've almost just completely detoxed from Facebook because I've seen so many people. No offense to anybody, but it's just we're being inundated with all this anti-political or anti-government, a lot of political. And it's because people are are getting restless and fed up because we're pooped up, right? And, and such. Which now that the Restrictions are a little bit less. Right. But still frustrating. I want to end with one more passage. Okay. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, um, verses 38. I'm going to go all the way to 48. Okay. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So, and that was. Yep. That was in the law. Right. That was in the law. And you know, if, it's, if you did something, harmed somebody's baby before they were born, you know, that was. Retribution. Yep. Absolutely. And he says, "But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if any was slapped you on the right cheek, turn him to him uh, the other also." This, by the way, is not speaking as some interpret it to be talking about self defense. This is not what he's talking about. Right. He's not talking about self defense. He's talking about a Roman soldier that comes up to you, and he's he's rough. Mm -hmm. This is a government authority that comes up to you. Right. Kind of like um, police brutality. Sure. And. They're forcing you to go one one mile. You go you go the second mile because the Roman government had the authority to do that. Soldiers had the authority to, to force you to go one mile and carry themselves. Okay, but then you could turn around. And sure. Said no, do it the second mile. Give to the one who begs you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, "You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy." But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute. So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for He makes His sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain, etc. And He says, verse forty-seven. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Right. And Jesus, before going to the cross, way before going to the cross, right. But knowing, because He has the mind of God, knowing that He's going to the cross, and this is exactly what He's going to do. He says. Do what I do. Right. Do what God would do, and it's right here. Love your enemies, 
pray for those who persecute you. And that's what we need to be doing for our government. Absolutely. We, we can hold them accountable according to the, the ways that we have that are just and going to court and, and, and appealing yep. to our lawmakers and such. But we need to be praying for them. Absolutely. And we need to love them. Now, that's not easy. No, it's not. But then again, Jesus loving us from the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It wasn't easy. No, it wasn't. Well, thank you for joining us again, and thanks for, for being on with me, Lee. Absolutely. It's my uh, pleasure. And now it ended up being two sessions. But, <laughs> and that's okay. So have a great day, and we'll see you next on Freedom Friday. Thank you.